This episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast is sponsored by the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. As a woman in the modern world, our hormones are taking a battering. They're impacted by the food we eat, the toxins we're exposed to, such as when we eat out of plastic takeaway containers, or even worse, reheat food in them. Please don't do this. If you're handling FPOS receipts, filling the car with fuel, eating non-organic produce that hasn't been washed effectively, plus so much more things add to our toxic load every day. Even though our bodies are designed to effectively manage toxins, they haven't evolved as quickly as our toxic world has, unfortunately. So our body does need support. Symptoms such as stubborn weight gain, fatigue, disrupted periods, irritability, and gut health issues can be a sign that you'd benefit from a gentle detox. And that's why I developed the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. This free guide has an abundance of information to get you started on your very own DIY detox. And if you'd like to upgrade to VIP, it's only $47 for a limited time. I used to sell this program for $247. The upgrade gives you the recipes, including plenty of uh, plant-based options, the meal planner, the shopping list template, the video workshop, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more now. Take care of your hormones. They are a critical part of your health as a woman. Welcome to the Wellness Glow Podcast. My name is Susie Garden, anti-aging naturopath and nutritionist, founder of the Glow Protocol, and I help women feeling stressed, flat, and older than they'd like regain their youthful energy and glow. Anti-aging is an inside job, and I know for sure that we can use specific foods, movement, mindset techniques, and build stress resilience to reduce our biological age and look and feel younger in our bodies and minds, as well as potentially lengthening our lifespan. I'm here to be your guide to the latest in anti-aging and longevity research so that you can learn and apply simple techniques to reduce skin wrinkles, body pain, gut issues, improve your energy, and have your skin glowing with health. And I'm not even exaggerating. So if you're struggling with stress, fatigue, brain fog, weight gain, perimenopause, and feel like you've tried everything, then get ready to let go of everything you think you know. It's time to forget all the strategies that haven't worked for you before and join me as I share what actually does work. I have a down-to-earth approach and make the science seem simple and actionable. I know that the knowledge and insights I share can change your life and the way that you approach your health, and I'm excited to help you glow. Let's get started. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wellness Glow podcast. Uh, Today's episode is all about something that I hear all of the time with the women that I work with is that they feel exhausted and this exhaustion leads to them feeling really unmotivated, particularly when it comes to making positive changes such as eating well or doing some movement that you love, that really, you know, all of your reserves are getting taken up with family, with work commitments and, you know, all the things and get particularly to this time of year, and I've certainly been feeling it as well, is just this sense of, oh gosh, just need to get on holidays, need to get this this time of year over with and get some rest. So I wanted to dedicate this podcast to talking all about 
that and basically give you some simple steps to boost your energy for the lead up into the festive season, but also into 2022. So let's just talk about it because low energy is a massive issue for many women, particularly once you hit your 40s. I mean, the good news is there are some pretty easy tweaks you can make to boost your energy levels in a natural way without reaching for coffee or the energy drinks or for sugar. So I wanted to kind of talk about my top tips. So blood sugar regulation is one of the keys to energy management. And it's one of the biggest reasons that I see women experiencing low energy when their blood sugar is out of balance. And this happens because when we eat foods that are high in sugar, low in fiber, and highly processed, the kind of easy snacks you go for when you're really hungry and you haven't had time to prepare anything, then our blood sugar levels fluctuate wildly. And the thing is, it's pretty easy to actually fix this, but does require a little bit of planning. You know, like if you have good food in the house, you'll eat good food. If you have food that's not so great for you, then that's what you're going to be eating because that's what you have really readily available to you. And so if you do a little bit of planning ahead and it really doesn't take long at all and you're reaching and looking for ingredients that are mostly whole foods, so that's like your fruits, veggies, just least processed foods, foods that are high in protein, high in fiber and low in added sugars. So I get asked a lot about eating fruit and about the sugar in fruit. Now, the majority of the time with the sugar in fruit, it's pretty low in sugar and you're getting so much benefit from the fruit itself that it kind of offsets the the kind of the fructose, the the naturally occurring sugars. Um, Having said that, I think if you're going to have fruit, it is better to have a lot of the time it with a protein source such as yogurt, which is probably my go-to. But just be mindful if you're looking at the non-dairy yogurts like coconut yogurt. I get a lot of women that I'm working with that, that are thinking they're doing a healthy or making a healthy choice by choosing the coconut yogurt. But even though it's a good substitute for you know, the mouthfeel and it's nice and cold, particularly if you're in the Southern Hemisphere and it's summer here at the moment. But it's actually really high in saturated fat and it's quite low in protein. So it's not ideal for a snack. If you're going for a not, like if you're not wanting to have a cow dairy yogurt, if you don't tolerate it that well, maybe even look at things like a sheep yogurt or a goat yogurt, which may not sound like even something you've considered before, but I've really been getting into the sheep yogurt and it's really nice. It's low, um, kind of, what do you call it? Low, low volume in terms of production. So in terms of the, the animal welfare, it's a lot better. It's much less kind of interfered with and it's just get it at health food shops. It's not hard to get. So, you know, even if 80% of your diet is based on getting whole foods, protein, fiber, and low sugar, your energy levels will get a boost, even if you do nothing else. The other thing that's really important is to choose nutrient-dense foods. So what do I mean by that? Nutrient-dense foods have a high level of nutrients for the, the volume that you're eating. So again, it's things like fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, beans, and legumes, like lentils, uh, white beans, 
um, whole grains, eggs, fish and seafood, herbs and spices. These are really nutrient-dense whole foods and they can pl- contain plenty of micronutrients that support energy production, including iron, your B vitamins, magnesium, and vitamin C. And they also help to reduce inflammation, which can play a huge role in fatigue and other symptoms that we typically attribute to aging. So it's really, really important. You know, I say all of the time, anti-aging is an inside job. And that's why my first two tips are really based around food and what you're putting in your body. My third tip is about getting quality sleep. And are you really getting a good night of sleep? Again, this is a major issue in perimenopausal and postmenopausal sometimes women is the lack of ability to sleep. So if you're struggling to fall asleep, struggling to stay asleep, or you wake up feeling tired, the answer is it's likely that you're not getting a good night's sleep and there's a reason for it. To feel energized, kind of looking at between seven to nine hours of sleep that isn't a light sleep and it's not broken too many times. I mean, sometimes we need to go to the toilet or whatever during the night, but you should be able to get back to sleep, you know, within kind of 10 to 20 minutes. And so if you're finding you're really struggling, things that I do that work really well for me is having some sort of magnesium supplement or a magnesium bath before you go to bed is really nice. Having some sort of sleep routine so that your body knows that it's time to go to sleep. It's kind of just like training. You know, you do the same things every night. The body goes, oh, right, we're ready for sleep now. Um, Using lavender oil is a really good one. You can either, you know, burn it. Um, Make sure the burner is off before you go to sleep. You can put a few drops on your pillowcase, put a few drops on your skin, or even throw a few drops in the bottom of the shower in the bath because it's a really safe um, uh, essential oil to use like that. Um, Also, just making sure the temperature of the room is cool enough. We do need to have a drop in body temperature. And I live in Queensland, which is pretty warm. So you do need to make sure you've got the room is going to be cool enough for your body to go to sleep. Uh, also make sure there's a lot of darkness in the room. There's no real light. That's a huge thing for sleep. We need a very dark room. And if you can't achieve that, then get a sleep mask. I use a sleep mask all the time and I love it. And the thing is, it's not the sleep mask benefit is not just that it cuts the light. It also places some pressure on the eye bones and that helps to trigger what we call your parasympathetic nervous system or your rest and digest nervous system opposite of the stress response. And so it, that's, it's not only helping because it's blocking light, but it's also helping to trigger that parasympathetic nervous system. So sleep masks are awesome. Another thing that I love to use is my weighted blanket. If you really struggle with sleep, get yourself a weighted blanket. They are awesome. And if you want to know the brand I use, please feel free to DM me at Susie Garden Wellness and I can give you some advice around what to look for in a weighted blanket. It's really important that you get the right weight for your body weight and there is a little calculator to show you what to do with that. Oh man, what else? Oh, obviously meditation, 
are deep breathing. Another little thing is to make sure you're not exposed to a lot of bright light before you go to sleep. So for me personally, once we have dinner, all of the overhead lighting goes off and we just basically have lamps and we have candles so that the light is quite dim and that helps to stimulate your melatonin production. If you think about it, you know, we, we were originally cave people and once the sun went down, the body was triggered to go to bed or to go to sleep with melatonin. And we kind of mess around with that system because we have a lot of artificial light at night, which is fine. But just know that if you're having trouble sleeping, you may need to just manipulate the light a little bit. And it's really easy. And to be honest, it's really very nice to sit in dim light at night. And of course, I think we all know by now to reduce screen usage within, you know what, it's at least an hour, probably actually two hours before you go to sleep is to get off your screen. And again, something that I do is I actually, you know, once I've had... Uh, actually, even before dinner, my phone is in a different room. I don't have access to it and unless I want to, but it's difficult for me. I don't keep it on my person like I know a lot of people do. I just deliberately leave it and it's like life-changing not to have the phone right next to me all of the time, particularly at night. So I'm not getting distracted and also so that, you know, and I used to do this. There's nothing worse and you're just about to go to sleep and you open up your emails and there's something there that starts to get your mind running, whether it's something that you're going to be doing the next day or whatever. You just don't need that and there's nothing you're going to do about it at night anyway. So just put your phone somewhere (laughs) that you're not going to get access to it and keep off those screens within one to two hours of wanting to go to sleep. Um hydration. Hydration is super important for managing fatigue. You would be amazed how impactful it is on your energy levels to be dehydrated. And again, being in summer where I am, um, it can be quite easy to get dehydrated when you are working in air conditioning or shopping in air conditioning or living in air conditioning. You're getting hot, you're sweating a lot. You do need to increase that water and uh, as I always say, 35 mils per kilo of body weight is a good place to start. It's quite a lot for many of us, but it will leave you really well hydrated. Because, um, you know, even 1% to 2% dehydration can lead to low energy, along with impaired brain function, memory issues, and poor mood. So, you know, really start to think about how you can add more fluid. And fluid can be not just water. Water's great obviously, that's ideal, but even herbal teas, uh, sparkling water is okay. Also, if you have smoothies, any fluid you have in your your cooking, if you're having kind of fairly wet foods like broth, soups, things like that, that all counts towards your water intake. So just um, make sure you're getting enough fluid every day. Another drag on energy is stress big time. As our hormones shift uh, during perimenopause, it can be even more challenging to cope with stress. And many women report higher levels of stress during this period of life. And that's because of the drop in progesterone. And progesterone is quite a calming hormone for women. So you've got your hormones kind of working against you. It's usually a fairly busy time of life for many, many women uh, with 
our responsibilities around kids, around work, uh, family life. And so, yeah, you've got all of that to cope with, plus your hormones. You know, you, you need to find a way to deal with it because we can't eliminate stress from our lives completely. So we just need to learn to manage our stress. And there's so many great things we can do that don't take up a lot of time to manage your own stress response. Now, you've heard me talk, you know, ad finitum on meditation and mindfulness. But if you don't have time, then deep breathing is awesome. It works on the part of our brain that manages our parasympathetic and sympathetic. So sympathetic is our stress response. We have, by, by controlling the breath, we're actually helping to downregulate that stress response. So And deep breathing, you don't need to set aside time to do it. You literally can just teach yourself to deep breathe and mindfully do that. And then your body will start doing it naturally. So I really, really encourage that because you can do it all the time. Yoga, of course, I'm going to mention yoga. Yoga is amazing. Tai Chi, Qigong, um, any activity that you enjoy, any, any, anything you like doing. And if you're in like little hobbies, um, art, spending time with loved ones, with pets, journaling. I'm really getting into journaling and it's amazing just putting your thoughts down on paper and, you know, there's some fantastic journal prompts and things that can just help to stimulate some thought to reduce your stress. But whatever you choose, make sure you incorporate it into your day. And, you know, whether that's scheduling it in your journal, whether it's just, if you're going to do deep breathing, just Bring your mind's awareness to it so you remember to do it. Write yourself a post-it note on your computer or whatever it is to help you remember. Do that. Set yourself up for success. Another uh, tip I have for increasing energy is to get moving every day. And now I'm not talking about doing CrossFit or HIIT or, you know, going for a massive run every single day. But we know that exercise helps to produce energy production on a cellular level. So if you want to feel more energized, you need to get moving. And I know even for myself, if I feel really blah about going to a class, if I book in for it, make that commitment, then I'm going. And often it's not even until I'm five minutes into the class that I'm like, oh man, I'm so glad I came. So push yourself to go to do some movement, whatever that looks like for you. And you don't need to do a lot. Even like a five or 10 minute walk outside is incredible for dropping stress and increasing energy. And it can be just as simple as when you're going to the shops, you park your car a little bit further away from the entrance. So you're just getting that little bit extra movement. Um, finding ways to incorporate it into your stairs, walking, you know, sorry, walking into your day, walking upstairs instead of, you know, hopping on an escalator or a lift. Um, so just, you know, it's really, really important to bring and easy to bring this extra movement into your day. But, you know, if you're dealing with something like chronic fatigue or you haven't exercised for a while, start slowly. Don't vlog yourself and then go, I hate that. I'm never doing it again. So start slowly. It doesn't have to be every day initially. Even two to three days a week would be a great place to start. Um, And what else? 
I think starting your day right, that's important. How we start our day sets us up for a great day or a not so great day. So even if you do nothing else to boost your energy, make sure the first two to three steps you take are replenishing your energy, not draining it. There's a big difference between finally rolling out of bed after hitting snooze five times, scrolling through social media, catching up on the latest drama and chugging coffee before you run out the door versus jumping out of bed and grabbing a big glass of water, taking a few moments to breathe deeply, stretch your body and be mindful, spending five minutes eating a nourishing prepped breakfast. Have a look at your morning routine. Are there one to two habits you can tweak? Start there and make more small changes once those habits are set in stone. And if you're like, I'm too busy to have a morning routine, even if like when I'm super busy and I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is a body scan before I move, before I get out of bed, before anyone knows I'm awake, um, I just lie in bed, I start at my toes and I just slowly notice every sensation in my body as I go up. And it's a really great mindfulness technique. It helps to calm the nervous system, calms the mind, gets you being focused, feeling in control, I guess. I feel really good when I do it, even though it's so simple, right? So simple. I'm literally lying there just feeling into each area of my body and it's awesome. So just starting with one thing, And then add another thing and then add another thing. It doesn't have to be a lot. Um, So I think that's, that's a lot of tips that I've given you. Even if you just grab one or two out of all of those that might help you to kind of just increase the energy in your body that you'll find it, it will be beneficial. But you know what? If you really feel like, no, I need to do more. I need to do more. I need to get a plan that is just for me, that's unique to me, that takes into account all of the things going on in my body from my medical history, from my energy levels, from my stress, my gut health, you know, your body biochemistry. If you want that, then come and work with me. Don't wait anymore. 2022, it's just around the corner. And if you really want to upgrade your health and well-being, because we all know anti-aging is an inside job, DM me at Susie Garden Wellness and let's chat about you and how I might be able to help you. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of The Wellness Glow. I hope you had loved what you heard here and are excited for the potential to improve your health and increase your lifespan. If this resonated with you, then please screenshot this podcast and share it with your friends. Hashtag the Wellness Glow Podcast. Please rate and review so I can spread the word and keep bringing you more goodness. If you're not already following me on social media, come and join me for extra extra inspiration and teachings. I do frequent updates in my Facebook group, which you can join at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Wellness Glow. You can follow me on Instagram at Susie Garden Wellness or check out my website at susiegarden.com. You can download my Essential 8 Anti-Aging Secrets that all women over 40 should know and check out my signature program, The Glow Protocol. I'm so excited you joined me here today and I can't wait to share the next episode with you. Until then, remember your biological age doesn't have to reflect your chronological age and Anti-aging is an inside job.